0: Good morning. Friday the 15th of May. I don't even know what isolation pod this is now, what number we're at, but we're still going. Um, Looks like here in the north of Ireland, Northern Ireland, we're still going to be in this for another few weeks anyway, but hopefully um, restrictions will start getting lifted more um, from Monday on. Still no real sport to cover (laughs) in in Northern Ireland anyway. Golf courses might be opening next week though, so who knows. Um, but across the world, sport is starting to come back. And we're going to talk about some of that um, and get into this week. We're also going to delve into the world of sports entertainment. Aren't we, Jonathan? Oh, we are. Um, we're going to talk about The uh, the Rock. And we're also going to talk about um, a bit of wrestling. The Rock is Jonathan's pick for a hero this week. So um, we can't wait to hear about that. With the Bundesliga, starts back tomorrow, which... um Everyone seems a wee bit excited about. It. I think everyone's just looking for that sweet release of um, some more live action. Um, the Premier League says maybe going to come back on the twelfth of June. We'll see. We're, I don't know how much we want to talk about this, but there has been some developments in amateur football in Northern Ireland, which um, <laughs> has <laughs> riled a few people on the pod. And um, we mightn't get too much into it, but basically the Mid Ulster League uh, that some of us are involved in, um, or ha- some of us I've ha- been involved in previously, and. Um, they announced their leagues last night, and they awarded winners. Um, I don't know if they awarded relegations, but they awarded winners anyway in their leagues, and it's caused a little bit of a storm because some teams have been awarded the leagues when, really, they shouldn't. But um, where do you want to get into? For well, actually, no, I want to ask you two a question, and then um, hopefully one of you Breton Brenton and John. Hello. We'll ask it back to me and be dead on about it. Um, what... What have you two missed the most, sports-wise, since lockdown? I don't know who whoever wants to go first can jump in. I, I don't mind. It's an open question there.
1: Johnny, on ahead. go on.
0: Okay.
2: Um, not football. Well, not Premier League. I wouldn't say it's not football, not Premier League. Um, probably basketball. Um, seems to be. A lot of people this week seem to be coming in and saying that the, the missed basketball and can't wait for it to come back. Uh, I would love to say Premier League because, like, you know, my club plays in the Premier League, but I fuck. I think you've started. Uh, I don't know about you, Brent, but I know Phil. You've started to feel the same sort of way as me about the Premier League. Uh, fuck it, like, fuck the Premier League. could not care if it comes back. <laughs> but, you know, Brent, go on ahead. You fire out yours. <laughs>
1: um. I I probably missed playing football the most, um, getting out regularly to train and on a Saturday like there's nothing really like it. Um, but if we're talking about watching sport, um, probably but probably would say the Premier League. Um, I think like my club were in like quite a good and exciting position um, this season and there was all kind of positivity surrounding Lampard and what he's been doing this season um, and, you know, there's a possibility to um, qualify for the Champions League next year um, which was, you know, well beyond probably what people expected um, and sort of excitement there to obviously having in saying and, um, you know, Money potentially being there for for the summer, um, it was it was a good time to watch Chelsea and like other fans were even saying like that they liked watching Chelsea, which is a very rare thing for a Chelsea fan to hear, um, less the golf as well. Um, McIlroy was just obviously we talked about him in detail last week. He was just starting to stir. Um, he was starting to um put down his his foot in terms of the PGA Tour and it was going into major season so. Um, I've missed that but hopefully we'll get that back very soon. What about you, Philip?
0: Thank you, Brenton. Um I so you would think in the position Liverpool are in, um, that it would be the Premier League and football per se. Well it, it it really hasn't been a sort of I am like Johnny, I, I miss I miss basketball. Because um, this is the time Time of year where it's into the playoffs, and then you get in the NBA finals, and it's sort of late nights, absolutely busted for work. We don't really care because you've watched hopefully a good game the night before, and um, and it's just, I don't know. I just I, I, what I love. I love about basketball as well is there's so much um, uh, access to players. It seems to be far more access to basketball and NBA players, and um, than there would be to our our big stars in in football per se, and like, Roy McIlroy goes against the grain in golf, because like, he has his own podcast, and he's so accessible, and he's so open, and we had Gareth Hanna on talking about that recently in the podcast, and obviously, Breton, you, you're one of his biggest fans, I'm not too far behind you, like, but you'll see how much he does, and how open he is, and how, how much he comes across, he's very accessible, but in the NBA, you're getting, like, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, um, who else, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Dwight Hard, uh, um, you have Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, ex-players that have both won the uh, uh the NBA. They have their own podcast, and they're getting all the players on now, like Trey uh, Young, Jammer, and two of the best young players in basketball. On the talk, there's so much accessibility that all comes across it that you, I find myself just getting like addicted to it. And I lo I love basketball. I'm far too small to play it. Like um, I'm too old now, but I absolutely love it and. I'd, I'd really do. I get into it massively a couple of years ago. Um, when Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were playing for Oklahoma city Thunder and they were just brilliant together. And I just, uh, this is the time, my time of year where I can sit down and I can enjoy it. And I just with football the minute. And I wrote about this in the blog. It's up this morning. I'm just f- so sick. So tired to use a phrase. Um, uh, my dad or my, used to say whenever I was winding my sister up, um, of the constant, constant trolling going back and forward between, obviously we see a lot of it because we know everyone are uh, our friends between Premier League fans about this league. And I think if you're the type of person that, if you want it, I can understand why people want it maybe voided and they don't want to play it. I get that, like people are saying, I don't want to play it because it's not safe for the players. I, I would be of the 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 um, feeling that you should play this season out before you play next season you know what I mean? Like I think Oliver Kay had the good thing on the athletic um, uh, question and answer yesterday where somebody said to him, somebody on winding people up saying, Void the season now, get ready for next season, this season doesn't matter. Um, and he was saying, well, I wouldn't well, read 75% of a book or watch 75% of a box set and then stop it and think, I'm not going to be able to finish this, so I'll start a new, And you know, I'll just wait and wait and then I'll maybe try and start a new one. Do you know what I mean? That just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, I do. Well, I, season, I get. I just, next season's going to be fair. The next two, three seasons might be fair. We don't know how long this is going to last. So I'm just bored of it. I'm bored of the constant mention of it. Of if you, a Liverpool fan that wants the season to be played out, seems to be, come across some sort of evil person that doesn't care for life. When I haven't seen one single Liverpool fan that I know of say, get this season played now, um, and and with no respect or no thought of players' safety or players' welfare or. or um, workers welfare that are going to be running the games you know what I mean it's just and this whole nonsense of an asterisk um, shove that up your bangle like mm-hmm. I, like. so I, I'm not going to I wouldn't mention any names because that's unfair but I know some people that'll be listening and listen, they'll know what's the name you want me- to <laughs> mention an asterisk you want to mention an asterisk you want to mention an asterisk for Liverpool winning the league but you'll still give Roy Keane a Champions League that motherfucker didn't play in the, the Champions League final lads he never won the Champions League. You want to give Paul Scholes two Champions League titles? Oh, by all my get, oh, by all means, uh, give it to them. But he didn't play in two Champions League. Well he, well, he did play in a few, He lost one, but he didn't win two Champions Leagues. Do you know what I mean? Brent's sitting
2: there pulling so, on the collar, like and fucking John
0: Terry. But well, no, I but I know. But one. no, but like Brent doesn't go around calling for an asterisk and doesn't go around lording that John Terry won that. He knows that John Terry didn't play in that fine. That's one of the great. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for there boys For John Terry
2: Cunt I mean um, No uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: miss, <laughs> It's one of the great miscarriages of justice oh, For yeah. Terry's career yes, yes. That he didn't get to win it Right it's one. Of, unfortunately it for him He got. deserves uh, a medal. He, he, he might deserve a medal But you can't say he won it He didn't play in the You know what I mean yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that would be my argument. I wouldn't make it. I would say, for if you want to say Roy Keane won the Champions League because the performance didn't in the semi final, be my guess But if you're going to lower an asterisk against Liverpool then for winning this Premier League title, then I'm going to throw it back at you. That's it works two ways. But only I'm not. Oh no, it's
1: it's the exact same argument. I think I'm I'm on I'm on absolutely your side with this. Like Liverpool don't don't get an asterisk like at all. Like, and and John Terry doesn't get an asterisk and neither does Roy Keane. In my eyes, as much as I hate him, like. Doesn't
0: get an asterisk either, like, yeah. Mm. I don't think any of them do. No, you wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put an asterisk there beside it, like, I just wouldn't. But I just find, look, I'm all for Branter and Slagan. I get it, and I get a a lot of it, and I don't mind. And it's and I can take it and all. But I'm just if if you're going to go down the lines of you want the league cancelled for health and safety, brilliant, but in the same but the same person, about two or three sentences later, is then going to come out with the comment, laughing. Oh well, at least coronavirus. At least coronavirus is going to stop them winning the league. Then nah, shove it up your hole. You know what I mean? I just, I, and I'm, and there's so much of this now. It seems to be, mm-hmm. so people seem to get so much joy, from other teams. So, and I'm on Premier League here, from other teams, uh, misfortune, rather than how their own team does. Do you know what I mean? And I just. I'm bored of it, and it's it's my own fault for who I follow on Twitter, I get that's one my own fault who I follow on Twitter and who I try and interact with, I brought this all on myself, but it caused me to write that blog uh, last, you know, during this week and just be like, I, can't, I cannot, I cannot be arsed with the Premier League at the minute, I just, Do you, you think
1: that part of, part of it is you, all of us, um, are like, deeply entrenched and we live in basically we live in the country i know it's in england but like uk wide we live in the country that um the the Premier league happens so like i said it's definitely our main sport here it's our main league we've followed it for years all the people on twitter we follow talk about it and do you think the the fact that the nba seems sort of less trolly to you is because you're you're kind of slightly removed from it like uh, you maybe say you were you know in america and like i don't know living in boston and you were like up up in the rivalry of you know um some of the teams over there that that there yeah yeah, that there would be you know similar things like do you think it's it's a bit of sort of sporting escapism in a way
0: that that is totally it, and I think that's probably what Johnny has as well, and that's why, like when you came back, Brenton, from Toronto, and we're a Raptors fan, I was, I was talking to Sarah about this. I was like, I have someone else now as well that likes basketball. I, I love it because none of my, none of my, none of my other mates or family really like it, yeah. apart from you two. Obviously, that's what we're used to our family. But so I can watch it with you two now when it starts back, and the three of us can have a chat and a talk about it. And I can't get annoyed by any arseholes that just want to come in and, you know, spend their day sending memes or sending gifts or sending things about winding another person up. It is complete escapism.
2: Yeah.
0: I think mm-hmm. with me and Johnny, I think you kind of feel this too with Arsenal at the minute. I, I think I'm burnt out I'm of football. Like so basically, like I wrote this, I wrote about my favorite sporting moment where it was when, um, was when Liverpool won, won the league for a minute last season. Right. And like the utter absolute high and endorphins that pierced through my body for that minute can't be touched. Sporting wise, now, obviously, Finn's here now, and I got married. They were two de- decent days. And um, well, that died. can't well, be well, touched. Died. That can't be touched. Right. But see, two weeks after that, when Diva Carigi scored that goal and I know you used to enjoy it, um, to win it, there was an, an, uh, just such a sense of relief. I remember driving home from uh, a friend, Andrew rented friend's house I was watching with. with I remember driving home and just thinking, just feeling relief coming off my body. Just thinking, we've finally won something again. And we've won something on the club. And I sort of feel in my head that I know I've really enjoyed this season and I've got sucked in. But there's been times this season, even though we've been winning and winning and winning, where I've been able to tune out, which I've been able to do before. You know, like, a game's been on, I've been on my phone, or I've walked into the kitchen, or I've walked away and I've come back, or sometimes I've just ignored watching it and stuck it in the radio so I can do something in the background. And I think getting over that hurdle last year was a point in my head where I thought, right, I can let go of it now. Because we'd gone through Europa League, finally lost, the Gerard slip under Rogers before that, then the the, dra- the trauma of getting thumped and, and Rogers leaving, Gerard leaving, all that was going on. Klopp coming, coming in, uh, building the team, Coutinho going, which you'll know was a lot for me because I absolutely loved him and adored him. And then just that build-up, losing in Kiev, and then it all came to that point. I think if we'd have won the league and the Champions League last year, I'd have just been complete uh, in a, a daze all through this season. Just like complete, uh, like not not ignoring it, but just been like talking about other teams more than talking about Liverpool, if you know what I mean. Just been like in a complete daze of the whole thing. And I think, I don't know... I think if we'd have lost that Champions League final last year. I don't know how I'd have been able to watch this season. I think I'd have had to give myself—and this is me talking personally—like, and it's probably a wee bit too open. But I think my head was just too much in it, and it was just—it was just winding me up too much. But it meant—it meant too much. How Liverpool did, and I have Finn, obviously, and we're like we all have nieces and nephews as well, and um, well, different things. You just thinking, there's maybe, maybe take a wee step back from this and getting too much sucked in. Yeah, I don't know how I mean, you, I, you say, I like I'd say you're for the for same Johnny with Arsenal especially after like
2: I still remember after the 2006 Champions League final the, the season after I I wasn't really bothered at all it, it really it really affects you and like I understand like my my girlfriend and, you know sisters and stuff don't understand like you know when you, you have that connection to a sporting team a club it's just it's a different sort of feeling and it really it affects your mood like whenever you you lose finals or you lose a game and or things like they got there, and I, I can totally relate, and when you're saying about, the slagging and the things that are going on, like it's completely put me off Twitter, because, like even, even Arsenal fans I follow, have started to get on it, and it's just like, I can not even be Arsenal. like it's fucking shut up, like I really don't care anymore, like it's, if they, they deserve to win the league, and we don't, we're a mile or a hundred mile away from Liverpool, so, if this is the only joy, that some Arsenal fans can get from this season, they need to take a look at themselves, um, also want I actually forgot, I should have given a special mention too, like, I actually miss rugby and Ireland because like we our last game was against England and the Thumpus and we haven't really been able to get back and you know prove we're not as bad as we were that day. But um, I just thought I'd throw that in. But completely agree with you on Liverpool and, and football and Premier League. It's it's very irritating. And uh, I think Man United fans and I don't I'm not bashing Man United fans here, but it's really good for them, obviously, and it's you know, if, if Liverpool don't get the win the league. You know, it's again, it's what 31 years or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think they're maybe, and they're a bit scared at the minute because Liverpool are in that sort of form where they can win the league for the next couple of years. You know, if this pandemic wasn't going on, I'm not going to knock them off their perch domestically. Obviously, on the European stage, you know, they don't even rival Liverpool, but I think there is that element to it as well. And, you know, it, it's the same for me. Like, I can say last year, the Champions League final, I was shitting my pants if Spurs won the Champions League. Like, that, they would have had that over us for the rest of our, like, rest of my life, Spurs fans would have just been like, well, you we just haven't won the Champions League and we have, we won it before you. It doesn't even matter if we win it in a couple of years' time. They would have still won it before us. It's the one thing the Chelsea fans have over Arsenal as well. And it's just, there's no, there's no comeback to it, like, really. There is not, if you haven't won the Champions League and another team has, there's no comeback to it. You know yourself, felt like like even when you said about about Liverpool and Arsenal even having banter, you are like, Champions League,
0: where is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, it it is the the ultimate um like little tiny grenade you can fire in at someone. It's it's the
1: the interesting thing there what I picked up with, about what you were saying there, Johnny, about United fans is that it, it, this <clears throat> nearly seems more important to them this situation than than it does to Liverpool fans. And yeah. that shows how far that club has fallen recently, Um, ever since Fergie left, basically. That they are, like as you said, Philip, they're fans who are focused on other clubs more than themselves. And it seems more important for the United fans at the minute to get it cancelled because they're afraid of Liverpool than it does for Liverpool fans um to, to win the first Premier League, like which is a ridiculous sentence saying it out loud, but it's kinda of true,
0: I'm gonna celebrate it, like. Um and and, and and you know, like a couple of weeks I didn't know how to feel, but just I saw so much nonsense about it and people telling Liverpool so, fans how to behave and how they shouldn't celebrate it that I think I might I might just throw a massive social distance street party and just have a big parade up and down the state here. Um Get cut a hole in my car roof because the sunroof doesn't open, and get Sarah to, to drive it, and I have an imaginary trophy and just parade it around the estate at all. Because we we actually have about four or five households that are Chelsea fans. Would you believe, Brenton? Apologies. I'm just going to go around their house. <laughs> They're not probably a bit annoyed. i just going to go around their house and just show it off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's uh, at that point where I just think like. And that's probably me being a hypocrite and throwing a troll back at them. But I just think like, fuck, fuck it, now. Do you know what I mean? Like, give, if it's gonna be on points per game, I don't want it to be. I really don't. Um give us it, and then just have a laugh. I ever get relegated, unlucky. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Not that's not the way
2: what, it is. Uh, owner doing it. They're not parading an invisible trophy around the Gravahi Road at the moment, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't get me anyone, started, son. For anyone <laughs> that is not in the mid-Ulster area, there's a the, the, we said at the top of the, the episode today that the, the mid-Ulster Football League has declared its leagues and this awarded winners. Um, and Ballyorn, which would be um a team not loved in this podcast, uh, their team in Portadown, they won their is it, uh, intermediate B, no, uh, division one mid-Ulster, division, division one mid-Ulster. Sorry, they won it. Um, despite being fourth in the league and only having played eleven games, we'll leave that there for all the listeners to let let that sink in and maybe think about that in your head. Um, but yes, that was that, that went down last night, and a few people on this podcast, all three of us, were a bit sort of miffed by the the <laughs> the, the, the league's decisions. But um, that is amateur football, and it is wild. Yeah, just sort in, of
1: in it. A- And uh, sorry, I'll just quickly say the interesting thing in in um, Middlesex football is that um, you're talking about relegations. There, they're they're um, they're not doing relegations. So um, promotions, yes, Um, they are happening. There's just going to be more teams in every league.
0: Nice.
1: So (laughs) then there's just going to be more people relegated next season, which also seems wild.
0: Oh. Interesting. Yeah. We, we may have to send a reporter to follow the Middle League next year That's absolutely chaos.
1: <laughs> um so you can um, finish fourth and get relegated. <laughs> 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 Which is maybe um, that, maybe Bollywood will get relegated next season if they're if they're declared relegation <laughs> um, after after playing eleven games and, and finish fourth, maybe they'll get relegated and sort of that'll balance it out. Well we can only drink.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> we're doing a new segment on because obviously the lack of live sport and the fact is that we all sort of we all just love all the sport apart from football. We're we're just going to cover all grounds. The Bundesliga before we move on is back tomorrow. Um, boys, excited? Yes or no? Or a bit like meh? Not really bothered. I'll let you go first, Johnny.
2: Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes. Like obviously Dortmund are playing Schalke. Or Schalke, sorry. That would yeah. be a a tasty game. Uh, it might. Be, it mightn't be, you know, the, the normal way it is because there's no fans going to be there and, you know, them games are mental, like Derby games over in Germany, but I just want to see kind of what they're doing, you know, how they're going to control it and, you know, are players going to be turning their heads away while tackling you know, not a lot of shape. But, um, excited? Yeah, slightly. Not really overly, like, cannot wait, like, seriously drinking a whole box of beer tonight in anticipation for it, like, but
0: It'll it'll be good to see a bit of
1: live sport again, yeah. What about you, Brandy? Yeah, kind of kind of the same as J.A. Uh, more um, obviously, it's not our it's not our usual watch. So um, there's not that kind of. Um, I haven't been closely following the the storylines all season. Obviously, I've been trying to catch up because it's going to be the only football I'll be watching for a while. But um, yeah. Um, more more interested to see how how football's gonna look um post pandemic um, and once once these players sort of get out onto the onto the pitch and sort of get used to maybe obviously no handshakes and, and all the rest of it um I, I think it'll kind of just jump back into pure competitive nature it has to uh, at the top level
0: Did you uh, have either of you Fort. picked the team? Um, uh, nah, I
2: just picked the team. Uh, it doesn't feel right to pick a team,
1: yeah. I, I don't think I've I, no, really I like
0: Dortmund at the moment, like, see, I like Dortmund I, I I like
1: just because I sorry, Phil, just because um, nope. I kind of really want Sancho to come to Chelsea, like, that's that's the only reason. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, obviously he's going to come to Liverpool, so don't be so silly yourself. Um, I want. Or Coutinho
1: uh, coming to Chelsea with Bayern.
0: <laughs> no, we, no, we, no, no. Why would you? No, that's it. You're not. You're not getting the whole thing. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, 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 I think everyone thinks because you're a Liverpool fan, you should follow Dortmund, and I do like Dortmund, and um, I do want to go watch them play definitely. But I don't know. There's something about. Uh, Union Berlin is quite nice. Like It's a small ground and, and how their fans are and that's probably people going to think I'm trying to be an uber hipster here but I kind of like the way they get on and that Copa 90 film with them and uh, just the city of Berlin looks pretty cool. Berlin's on the list, the long list now of cities I want to try and visit when all this is said and done but um, yeah, I, I'm like you Johnny, it's hard and you, and it's hard to sort of pick a team to stick with but I'd definitely be watching that Dortmund Schalke game. Um. That that is, that, I'm not going to miss that. Like, that, that's potential to be like a really good sort of sport booster for everyone because it's a derby. And um, it'd be interesting to yeah. see how tackles go as well and it like and what happens if, imagine, what happens if someone scores a last minute winner, like, and was not meant to be hugging everyone. You, you can't blame players to go wild and lose themselves for, you know, because at the end of the day, like, sports stars are, are humans too. They've been stuck in all this as well. And they need a, a bit of release too. So if you score a winner in a derby, regardless of what's going on and in, in, in this pandemic, like you can't really begrudge someone if they dive on top of a teammate, like but definitely we'll not. See. I think that's
1: sort of thing's are gonna happen. Like you you are gonna get caught up in it, I think. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um so one of the things we're doing now as I said on the sports bubble is each week we're gonna try and talk about a different sports star. is a hero to or someone we love. Um I think uh my, it's my go next week, which is interesting. But, Johnny, this one I've been very looking forward to because um, I'm a, I am ai was a big fan of wrestling in my day. And you have picked your sports star. Do you want to introduce him, Johnny, to, to the group, to everyone listening at home?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody knows this guy and admires him. Like I don't know anyone <laughs> that doesn't like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, <laughs> superstar. Uh, obviously, he's been out of sports for... Well, officially out of sport just last year. In, that's when he only officially retired from the WWE. He took a seven-year break between 2004 and 2011, I think it was. Then he went back on like a part-time basis. But, like, boys, who do you know does not like The Rock? Any, do you know anybody that doesn't like The Rock?
0: I can't think of anyone, actually, that doesn't like... Even Sarah. Sarah is a fan of wrestling, which was wild. I found this out in Weird Honeymoon. And uh, it was on ESPN. And she was a big fan of Raw and stuff. But um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? I know. that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Sarah. I apparently like, she used to watch it when you were younger, and she was like talking about yeah. all these wrestlers. She knew. I was like, what the? F-? Um, I so don't remember fun. that. Like, <laughs> you also Kylie got Wee Stone Cold. You got Stone Cold Stunnered, obviously, Brenton, and can't remember a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, to be fair, Kevin was probably just you know real life wrestling me. Like, so I I probably didn't get an opportunity to do this early.
0: <laughs> good luck to <coming> him <laughs> doing it eh um, no exactly. like, what is it what is it you love about The Rock well like obviously
2: since I've tore my SEL it's been a while <laughs> since I've really been I used to play football sport like four or five days a week and since then I've been kind of working my way back to it but there are some days where you struggle for motivation you know I think everyone's like that and The Rock's Instagram page is very good and I actually have him as my lock screen uh, screensaver because, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's like it has this t-shirt on where it says "Hardest Worker in the Room," and when I'm just kind of lacking it, I just switch on my phone and look at it and think, "Right, come on, let's fucking do it. Come on, just push yourself here for an hour or whatever." But uh, just everything, man. You know, like I watch his videos and he's so open and honest about things. Like, even his dad passed away there recently and. You know, about a week or so after he put up a video, just talking about it and his feelings and how what his dad meant to him and things like they got there, and I just think a lot of people can kind of listen to The Rock and everything he says and just take it all in. You know, I, I know some people might say he's not really a sports star anymore, but like his his sporting career kind of expanded over twenty years or so. Like he started off as an NFL player. It was actually quite interesting. Because I didn't know this about The Rock. that he played in the Canadian Football League. For a while, yeah. a short stint, and he was in the 1985 NFL draft, which I didn't know. Uh, he didn't get picked, obviously. But um, he was when he was 17. I also found this out while reading up about him, and I didn't know this about him either. He uh, he was arrested like a ton of times for <laughs> theft, fighting, fraud. I was like, the Rock, really? <laughs> I think I think everybody knows the story about he only had was it like seven dollars or something in his pocket when he was younger and he was dead broke. And that's why he's obviously started that um, seven bucks uh, production studio. But I think just from what where The Rock started off, you know, he had nothing, no money, got a load of injuries when he was younger playing football. And then what he's built himself up to be, like, it's just amazing that somebody could do that. I know, he, obviously, his, his grandfather and his dad were pro wrestlers and that made a help. But, you know, he's done a lot of this stuff himself, you know, Building up his own studio, building up his name, becoming a massive film star as well as a sporting star. Like you think of uh, the Attitude Year era of uh, WWE or WWF, as it was at the time. Like The Rock spearheaded that. He was one of the main guys. Him and Stone Cold and Triple H. I think everybody like around our age watched wrestling back then, just for like those guys and the shit they used to talk to each other and the things they could say in WWE back then that they can't now. It's so very PG, but he's just a real inspiration for a lot of people like time magazine in 2016 put him in the top 100 most influential people in the world just that says a lot about the guy like you know he, he done a video there recently I'm, I'm sure you guys probably seen it on instagram about his um his own personal gym the iron paradise somebody had asked him oh, yeah. can you can you show me like a workout i'd done this video and it was it was like what was it like 10-15 minutes basically explaining yeah. why he wouldn't do it now because he thinks it's unfair on people who don't have access to a gym or, or weights or anything like that. But he talked through basically his week of workout. Like, the man works abs every day. Like, that's just crazy, isn't it? Like, he works I was
1: tired just listening to him.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely mental. The, the guy is just pure motivated. Like, it's mad. He frigging works out basically seven days a week. He does abs every day. He does legs every couple of days. And he like, you see, he's an absolute monster, like. I, I love the guy. Like I just think he's great. I I, obviously you guys I'm sure think the same. Like and Phil, you said about how you were excited about it. But um, like if you look at his, his record, he's won the WWE Championship eight times. <laughs> it's actually quite funny when it's reading about his tag team titles. He basically won it with mankind and lost it the next week, then regained it like a week later and then lost it a week later. <laughs> it's just it's kind of funny reading about how he kind of won it and lost it like every other week. But um, I don't know what do you guys think of the Rock Like, I know people might say he's not really a sporting star, but you know what? our podcast. We can talk about him if we want.
0: Uh, do you want to go first, Brad, or do you want me to jump in?
1: Yeah, um, I uh, like to to look at him and and say he's not a sports star, I I, <laughs> I defy anyone to do that because he he looks like the fittest man on the planet. So um but uh, yeah, the the thing that most um it, it was really interesting there listening to J D about him like um the thing that kind of most sticks out to me uh is how he's like motivated to reinvent himself all the time like um he like as you say like he had such a career in wrestling and then um when it probably came to like a natural end like he he reinvented himself as a movie star and um got his own tv shows like um Ballers is really interesting and good show. Like obviously he knows a lot about that industry. You're talking about the NFL, Jetty, and um, you know, he's uh, a football agent in that show and um gives you some good insight into into what the players and the everything the agencies behind it the money, etc. Um really good watch, like and um, obviously that was important to him to sort of showcase that like. Um and then as you say, like um, he's got his own projects, like um, the I was reading about the Titan Games, which just seems wild. Like um, the the pro <laughs> yeah. the pro, at- yeah, pro athlete tour on that, like, and some of the things they're doing. Like, he's he's got some big names involved, like. Um, but yeah, he's 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 really impressive as a as a human, if you know what I mean. Like, not just a sports star. Like, it's kind of outside that. It's just. Positivity and happiness and and drive and will to succeed, which is um, he's, he's someone great to sort of follow and and sort of aspire to.
0: He, um, just on ballers, if you haven't watched it, everyone, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, um, and there there was a there is a, a theory behind that that he's he's using that ballers as a sort of a I don't not a stepping stone, but. There is rumours that The Rock poten- wants to potentially own um, an American football franchise at some point, some point soon. Um, so he was there's three behind it that he's using that TV show as a sort of a guide and sort of a look at himself and this sort of thing like, I know it's a TV show, it's not really real, but sort of like this is what he'd be wanting to do and how he'd be wanting to do things. So it'll be interesting to see if he does go down that route eventually, I think. If anyone's going to do it, it probably you probably would think it probably will be him. Like we yeah. saw, um, reality TV. There's a reality TV star running America at the minute. So I mean, it's not inconceivable that a sports athlete and one of the biggest uh, sports movie and movie stars going at the minute, uh, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson could own American f- football franchise. So don't think it's too inconceivable. I love him just as well. I'm same as used to. Like how much he motivates people and how how positive he he seems to be. Like and. Um, yeah. Johnny, just on on his wrestling because like, I know people will sort of say it's not a real sport and blah blah and different things and I used to adore it like I, I don't watch it anymore but I, and back in that era I absolutely adored it Bill Goldberg Bill Goldberg apparently was my guy um, mm-hmm. I just loved the fact he spared people in half I have a lot of respect for that behaviour um, and I, I loved him I loved his entr- entrance music as well because you knew when it was coming on that everyone else was dunging themselves ...because there was nothing but pain coming... Um, ...and just a little side note... ...I don't know if I've mentioned this in the pod... ...I think I've told you to use this before... ...I had... um, ...there used to be these dolls you could get... ...but they were sort of like soft teddy bears... ...of wrestlers... ...and they were about two foot big... ...and they were sort of bendy and soft... ...and they were soft... ...and you could perform wrestling moves on them... Um, and they're sort of like what you'd see some UFC stars you like use like a bigger version now where they're using it as like a punch bag on the ground if you know what I mean it's like a heavy thing with arms and stuff and you can do different things right yeah. mis- anyway my mom and dad got me the Goldberg version one Christmas and a couple of months after that um I broke my arm um in two places the radius and the Ilna, oh, I think it's the ulna bone snapped it in half and um I was in a cast and I was off school or whatever, and I was, I was messing about. I'm starting to feel a bit better, but I was messing about upstairs with um, Goldberg teddy bear, and I was wrestling stuff, and messing about. I don't know why I decided to do this, but we had an old stepladder, and I brought it into my room, and I put the stepladder up on one side, and I put Goldberg on the edge of my bed on the other side. And I sort of Jeff Hardy, like Swanton Bomb type thing. I didn't flip, like I just jumped Frog Splash actually, and landed on Goldberg, and I re broke my arm. <laughs> So, <laughs> it was still in the cast, and I had to go over and get it looked at again. I think we didn't do too much damage. Um, did you really break the bed go. as well? No, the bed, the bed was fine. Goldberg, go! <laughs> he was stunned, my boys. Um, and I got the win, obviously, like, but still. Oh, uh. And so I did. I loved that. I was obsessed with wrestling for a while, absolutely obsessed with it. And The Rock was in it, obviously, with Raw and, and SmackDown, what was going on. And I, Johnny, what. In your opinion, like, is there is there a match when you think of the Rock's wrestling career? Is there a match or a moment that sticks in your head?
2: I think of the match against Stone Cold at was it WrestleMania 17, oh, yeah, and that was that was bonkers. Like, uh, <laughs> geez, the no match disqualification match, yeah. Like, the Rock bottom, I do it in my nephews now, you know, I don't care who <laughs> comes on and gets off me. Like, I go in and I'm like, you rock bottom and then you're standing on top of them about to do the people's elbow but they get up and run away so you can't you can't finish them off and pin them like but that that move how many people do you know have done that move like it's it's uh it's iconic and you know when i was younger i used to sit and think what it was like you know when the rock goes in to the ring and he's just standing there and he's like finally and he says where he's came, the city he's getting back to and the whole place yeah. just goes quiet and then the shout along with him like you can only imagine the the buzz that must give you like he had the crowd on the end of his finger, like it was just, just thinking about what that like when people when he walked into the arena, like people used to go mental. I can remember when he came back to WWE a couple of years later after he went off, and nobody knew he was coming back. And then his music just came on on the Tron and the place just lost it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just, he's that type of guy. Like when he walks into the room, people take notice. It's, he is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. There's no doubt. The the way he just After yourself. Of course, after himself. Yeah. Yeah. He he learned everything he knows off me. And <laughs> uh, another thing I actually found out about The Rock, which I don't know if you guys know this or not, but do you know what his middle name is?
0: No. Nope. The Rock. Douglas.
2: <laughs> no. <way>. What? <laughs> swear. Swear to God, his middle name is Douglas.
1: Well, that's definitely like, your new name in my uh, uh contact list like.
2: I'm gonna get a big Samoan <laughs> friggin' tattoo on my chest and down the arm and oh I'm telling you boys. The rock is <laughs> yep. back and <in> lurking. <laughs> he,
0: he also he also played an unbelievable part in Moana, which is one of my favorites, so I'll give him credit for that as well. Like. Oh great show. An unbelievable film. Um, yeah, that that match with Stone Cold, the no disqualification match at WrestleMania was wild. And didn't the Rock, Stunner, Stone Cold, and also Stone Cold Rock Bottom, the Rock. Like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but that that actual era of wrestling just can't be touched now because there's so much going on. Like you had mankind getting hoofed off the top of a cell through um an announcer's box <laughs> mm-hmm. by the Undertaker. Like well when you think about it, that probably shouldn't have been allowed. Um on, on the
2: needles,
0: yeah. I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the, the southern daft anyway. And like you had um, like the hell, all the hell in a cell matches, and the, the, what was the one that was called where the boys were all locked in like um perspex box, and oh, then
2: with, uh, the elimination chamber was that that
0: one ah remember Goldberg started kicking them in there when I started shitting themselves that was unreal <laughs> he just started booting the perspex glass in <laughs> lunatic and um, see the thing what what Goldberg was I. I'm not, I can't mention the man's name because he's well-known in, in road racing circles. He sponsored a couple of world champions, and people might know him. But he sold my dad a dodgy cable box. I'm not mentioning my dad's <laughs> name either. Get elected, but he sold my dad a dodgy cable box, and we got WCW because it was on TNT at the time. And then it was on like something like Bravo or whatever. And it was like uh, WCW Nitro or something it was called originally yeah. uh, when I first started watching it. And then the, NWA, the NWO came into it. Uh, with Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, um, why Scott? Can't remember his name. And then x but he's under a different yeah. name. He was in it for a while. And they were assholes, like they were obviously the villains. I just remember Goldberg starting. He started hoofing through these lads, like he started beating all around him, and he, and he, he, won. If you look it up on YouTube, and I know people laugh at this, and they think, oh, it's not, it's not real, but it's entertainment. Like you know what I mean? And we're in a global pandemic here. Like shut your face. Um he wins the world title and he beats Hulk Hogan and the place goes nuts. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I, like, I didn't watch this live, obviously, whatever I saw it, it would have been, uh, maybe the next day or whatever, and I remember going boogaloo and being so excited and so happy for it and he won it but then he joined NWA at one point, I think, or yeah, and I remember being absolutely devastated by this I being mean, properly like looking at the TV thinking, you mm-hmm. absolute bastard, like, you absolute bastard but, that, in those days, you could get lost in that. We are a bit younger as well. Like, but there's so much good storylines about it. And as you said, Johnny, it does seem when you look at it now, like it's maybe watered down a bit too much PC. There used to be proper hammerings given out. Like an, uh, yes, there was an element of fakeness to it, but there'd be so much like blood and guts and gore and all fired in and all these. Like Then the Hardy Boys were into it with the table ladders and chairs matches, which got absolutely insane. Yeah, I actually got- was
2: an absolute psycho. A psycho. Like he jumped off a thirty foot ladder in that table. Like he is a
0: psycho. I got <laughs> no, um
1: Yes to the Hardy brothers, like they were the boys like.
0: Two two brothers that I used to go to school with um were the Dudley brothers one day and pretended to put me through a table. And to be honest, like uh I was sorta of, I sort of folded in as I landed and landed in the crook of my neck, so it's lucky I wasn't absolutely knackered like to be fair, but um were you spiked Dudley? No, I was, I was, I can't remember who I was pretending to be. I think I was planning to be Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, sort of, play, play to your strengths, like. Um, and I got, yeah, wreck, And I got powerbombed bombed it <clears> as well one day, properly power bombed by someone in a back garden on a mattress. And I remember thinking, this hurts too much for it to be, you know, for it to be fake. <laughs> <laughs> my, my soul has left my body here. What's going on? But um, a, uh, It was were, interesting you mentioned
2: WW, or WCW there. Uh, do you remember, I think it was around 2001, 2002, WCW and ECW teamed up and formed, like, yep. the invasion of WWE. Yeah. Rob um, Van Dam. Yeah, I think it was Survivor Series <laughs> the following year, where they done, like, the whoever loses. That wasn't the five-man elimination, five-man tag team, yeah. team elimination match. The, the company went out of existence. But like, obviously, back then, we were young, and we didn't know that this was all scripted and shit. <laughs> we were like, oh, God, all of the WWF guard of business. And I think it came down to the last two it was Stone Cold. He joined the invasion or the Alliance, whatever the hell they were called. And The Rock was the last starting guy for WWF. And he kicked his ass and friggin' night yeah. he was buzzing by I still remember to this day. It was great. Friggin' The Rock just holding that arm up and the crowd just all the cameras going off, you know, back then, like everyone had their wee of cameras and shit. Like it was just one of them one of them moments where you're younger you're just like friggin' hell, that's unreal.
0: Do you remember as well, like the whole drama about <clears throat> pardon me? Stone Cold uh, joining the Alliance and, like, the utter betrayal <laughs> being felt. The rattlesnake doing that and all of us is thinking, what the... F-? I remember actually in primary school having a full-scale, not fisticuffs, but a full-scale argument with a fella because he was a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan and I was a Bill Goldberg fan. And we're arguing over the two ball lads who was the better one. And now to come to think of it, like, what? Imagine, those two teams, the tag team, would have just kicked all around them, but... I remember, that that was unreal. Rob Van Dam coming in was big. Uh, his RVD and the and the whatever it was the what do you call his signature move? <clears throat> it looked like a frog splash anyway. But he he used to land people and and then Eddie Guerrero. Um, God love him, like he was brilliant as well and winning things. Just so much unreal storylines going on. It was it was just, I was such a release like and it was brilliant. I might actually go back and, and rewatch some of it on YouTube later on today. But God, the days of that the days of wrestling have brought back so many memories. I might go down now actually and Stone Coast on her fin. <laughs>
1: he deserves it.
0: Next <laughs> next next time he's giving me cheek, he's getting ddt would That'll be in it. I don't care if he's twelve weeks old. But Mr. Um, in the mouth. <laughs> he does that actually himself now. He does that on you. He puts his, his mouth his hand in his mouth and he tries to rip your teeth out. Which is uh interesting. But um yeah, so that's a, that was a brilliant one this week, Johnny, just to reminisce about The Rock and those days. And J.R. and, J. R. and uh, uh, the King, what do you call him, Lawler? Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, Slobberknocker! I just remember always being out there when someone got whacked. Um, and the poor Spanish commentators, their uh, commentary box <laughs> <was> a <smash laughs> <of it's> like a splash <laughs> of it. Oh, God. And the TV's always get thrown out. Such a brilliant time. like um, But, yeah, that there is a, more live sport just to segue on from that. and Thanks a lot this week, John. That was brilliant. Um the golf's coming back on Sunday, Brenton. It's coming right. back. Um, Matthew Wolf, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, and Roy McElroy are going around Seminole Golf Co- Club um, for a round for charity. They're raising so much money as well, which is brilliant. And they're going to compete, and everyone's going to watch it. And it's on Sky Sports. And Brett, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you to see Royal McElroy swing a golf club in earnest again? Oh,
1: I've dreamt of it. I've dreamt of this moment. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think um, I think Tyler and, and Wolf are are in for a kicking. To be honest, like it, Justin Johnson and and, and McIlroy uh, teeing it up together is um, is going to be very hard to beat, unless. Um, Unless they're they're very much out of practice, but um I, I can't see it going any other way. But obviously it's um it's all for fun. They're all uh, they're all mic'd up, which would be good crack um bit of banter between them. Um, it's gonna be strange to see um no caddies. They're they're all carrying their own bags. Um, they'll not be um touching the flags or touching each other's um golf balls or anything like that. Just just for safety, which is again it'll be interesting to see. A bit like the Bundesliga, what way they what way they approach it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's um, golf is obviously one of the sports that's um, gonna be it's gonna be easier to implement this because uh, there's obviously yeah. no physical contact. So um, they the kind of may as well um, get out and and um, give give people some entertainment. And but obviously the main reason is they're they're raising a lot of money for for COVID nineteen relief. I think McElroy said something ridiculous like they're 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 hoping for ten million dollars just from, from this round of golf, which is absolutely wild. Um but yeah for me it's gonna be very exciting to, to just watch a round of golf like with, with the wee manly.
0: McElroy sort of said as well on, on his podcast with um <coughs> Carson what do you call it, Carson Daly, uh that he's actually you know he's excited about carrying his own golf bag around a golf course. You know, he, he, I think he's been doing it at the minute anyway on his practice rounds, and we're in Florida, so he says he. You know, it, it's it's fun for him, and it's it's something a bit different, it could be, I don't know what way they're going to work, um, because the PGA Tour is starting starting back for I think it's in two weeks time maybe, um, so it could be interesting that if there is no more caddies and and they have to do it themselves, how people get on. Roy McIlroy seems very very relaxed about it.
1: Yeah, it was McIlroy's idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it could be could be for him. It could set him up rightly. Words, some people might, their, their caddy might just be more than someone who carries the bag for them. It could be someone that just takes them out of, or into the mental space that they need to go into or takes them out of one that they might have fallen into, you know what I mean, and just sets them on the right path, where some golfers might just literally find it better being on their own. So it could be it could be really interesting how it goes on. Um, I can't wait for it. It's, it's more life sport. It, and as I said, it's Roy McElroy, teeing off. It's a brilliant golf course as well. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how they get along, and, and hopefully everything goes well, and I'll just whet the appetite more for the PGA Tour starting back, um, and a couple of majors, which we hope Roy wins, or certainly Irish golfers win all of them. Um, I think that'll probably there's nothing else really going on. I was just what's coming. Then I shouldn't be here. I should be at the Northwest this week, and um, but it's not on. I'm maybe going to talk about that next week, hopefully with someone about that. Um, but. Apart from that, there, there's nothing else, really. We've all been good. Have you been watching anything new or caught up on anything different before we come off the show? Anything you'd recommend to the listeners?
2: Well, I'm just re-watching Scrubs again. It's on um, 4OD all the seasons. They're free. And then, obviously, Phil, as you pointed out to me during the week, which made me sick as a dog, NBA 2K20 is 3.99 on the PlayStation Store and the Xbox Store. So if anybody's interested in playing some NBA... There you go.
0: Please please let everyone know how much you paid for it, Jonathan, if you don't mind.
2: Well, I got the, the deluxe version. Jonathan, what did you pay? £27. <laughs> 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 oh, I was sick as a fucking dog What I heard oh. it was 3 99 on the PlayStation Store, which, by the way, I bought it off the PlayStation Store only two weeks ago for £27. Oh. So, you know what, PlayStation? then well, fuck yourselves.
1: Uh did Spud I... laugh in your face?
2: Um, Spud, being the gangster he is, decided to get up into my pillow again. And you know what, kid? That ain't, that ain't on.
0: Hi, is Spud getting on? We need a Spud update.
2: Spud actually was ill yesterday. He was sick twice. Well, I, I was in work, obviously. But uh, I was informed by my, my dearest. But uh, he was sick twice, but he's been fine since then. Um, he hasn't spewed or anything. He's He got his new bed today. He's very excited. Uh, he yes. started yes. biting the shit out of it. So, you know, I don't know. Just he don't got, he feed got him new...
1: spicy chicken Daddy, like, do you know what I mean? I didn't
2: give him spicy chicken, Brian. All right. <laughs> it was peppered. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, he got his new bowl. He got his new Arsenal bowl, too. So he's all buzzing about that. So he's good about 95% of the time.
0: That's good. Um, that's good. Good to hear on the spot update. I I lifted Finn up the other night and he vomited in my mouth. Um, Deserves it, right? So Deserves I right. swallowed some of his um some of his food, which you know was it was an interesting moment. Like um like I felt like just dropping him, but then I probably would never be allowed near my child ever again. And he was about quite a high height, so I held on to him. Give him to his mother. She broke her hole laughing. He, he smiled away as if nothing was wrong. And I wanted to just uh, throw everything up that was inside me, including organs, just to get rid of it. And yeah, it was quite. It was. It was. Uh, it was weird. He. He's just. He's a little gangster, like he. Um, he does have his favorites now. When he facetimes people, or if he um, sees people from a safe social distance, he certainly has his favorites, um, which what is up? interesting. Uh, one of them does seem to be his uncle brenton yes and and then there's other ones he just has no time for which i fully respect because i'm the same um (laughs) but he uh he yeah it's it's he's he's getting on quite well he's busting out of onesies now so we're having to get him new onesies um which is funny because he's he's just he's he's just a unit now um but it's so it's so cool for him like he hasn't an absolute notion what's going on in the world and he's just getting through day by day living his best life when um, I have so much respect for him for doing it but yes I think that'll do so we have we have some sport to watch this week um, we have the last episode of The Last Dance on Monday and we'll maybe talk about The Last Dance when Brenton Ballers is whole to watch it
2: ah oh, Brendan. come on sorry man. yeah, sorry
0: um, and so we'll maybe go back and look over it and chat about uh, to be fair you are and chat about Michael Jordan but we'll be back next week to talk about the Bundesliga restart hopefully we'll have Ronan Murphy from Goldcom come on Uh, hopefully we'll have Steve O'Rourke on a podcast as well. He used to write for the 42.ie. He's the Dublin Rhinos offensive coordinator and the American football team in Dublin, a very successful American football team. And he knows so much about American sport in general that I just want to chat to him and chat to him and chat to him. And a little side note on that episode, he was at the Super Bowl when Tom Brady came back from 20, I think it was 25 points down to win it for the Patriots in overtime. So he's going to tell us all about that um, and about the NBA and different things. Uh, And we'll have a few more yeah it will be worth a listen so we'll have a few more coming out next week um and stay safe hopefully uh, whatever part of the world you're into in or in europe um lockdown is coming to a safe um end for you and you're able to do more things in your life um and yes stay safe and we'll see you all very soon brett and john thanks as as always for coming on no
1: worries pleasure
0: and big up to my boy spud take a dump on johnny's pillow if you can and yeah we'll see you all soon good luck